Oh, baby. We are here for a massive week 17 fantasy football championship week. I'm, of course, your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Check us out at DFS Army as well. And, of course, DFSArmy.com. Just a fantastic website. We have a lot of, of course, VIP membership content on that website. We also have a lot of free content. If you want to just jump over, see what we're all about, dfsarmy.com, dfsarmy.com. Listen, if you are listening to the show today, it's because either you are in the fight of your life for the championship weekend, next weekend, week 17, of course, or, or maybe you're battling for third place. Listen, in most leagues, you're still going to cash out if you finish third. So there's still something to play for. You got to cover up, cover that, uh, that league due, of course. And then listen, there are some maniacal leagues out there that actually play in week 18. So maybe this is your trip to the championship. So hopefully you're not in any leagues like that because a lot of crazy things can happen in the final season of the NFL season. But our approach all season has been to target waiver wire players that could either a at depth or B be that scratch off lottery ticket. And so, so far this season, we've been pretty successful, I would say. But this week, I want to take a slightly different approach. Yes, we're still going to talk about some potential waiver wire ads, but I also want to talk to you about some of the players that have sneaky, let's call it sleeper potential coming into next week. Um, but let's first talk about the pitcher going into next week. So from an injury perspective, we actually escaped this weekend Knock on wood, we still have one more game to play. I'm recording this the afternoon of December 26th. So we still have the Colts versus the Chargers tonight. But for the most part, we escaped injuries. Uh, Greg Dulcich had the hamstring injury. Christian Watson had the hip injury. And then not necessarily directly fantasy relevant, but uh, the Cincinnati Bengals right tackle, Lyle Collins, towards ACL. So he's done for the season. Now, from a Bengals perspective, you're starting your studs, right? You're starting your T, you're starting your, your Chase, you're starting your Joe Burrow, who, my God, he looks, second half of the season, he's looked electric, absolutely just demolishing the Patriots last week. So congratulations to Joe Burrow. But luckily, there's been no major injuries. But that Christian Watson injury and his potential to miss last week does buoy one particular player that we want to talk about. But as a whole, some of the things that we definitely suggest this weekend when you're building your lineups is look for teams with something to play for. Now, the good news is, even at the top of the heap, in the AFC uh, side of things, both the Chiefs and the Bills are battling for that coveted number one overall seed because, of course, a few years ago they changed it so that only the number one seed gets the buy. So that's important, right? In the NFC in the NFC side of things, it's the same deal. The Eagles lost last week, which means they're now thirteen and two, and they're going to be battling for that for that um, that coveted first spot. Pretty much just between them and the Vikings, but the Cowboys still do have an outside shot at potentially being able to go and usurp the Eagles for that top spot overall. So that would require the Eagles to lose out. Probably not going to happen, but it could happen. The good news, though, though is that Jalen Hurts is looking like he's going to play next week, but. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this because one of the things I actually want to start to show off by talking about is just a few DSTs, defensive special teams positions that you can stream in week 17. And the number one team that I'm looking at is the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Houston Texans. So 
The beautiful thing here is that the Jaguars are likely still available on your waiver wire. They're only rostered in 9% of leagues over on Sleeper. They're the number seven defense on the season. It's shocking, I know, and especially because they've had the last three weeks where they've scored double-digit points in every single week for the last three weeks. This week, they're going up against Houston, who is the number three matchup for defensive special teams units. And the best part about this is the Bengals, or the Jaguars, excuse me, they have a ton to play for. They're currently sitting as the number one seed. Yes, that's true. I said it correctly. The number one seed in the AFC South at seven and eight. And this week, the Houston Texans, they, they don't have crap to play for. So, fantastic streamer. Now, if the Jags aren't available or you want to look at another team, the Chargers going up against the Rams, only rostered in 22% of leagues. The Rams are the number four best team to face. And finally, the Giants versus Indianapolis. Giants are only rostered in 16% of leagues, and they are the number one team to go against in is Indianapolis. So those are three streamers that are viable, viable options. Jacksonville Jaguars, without a doubt, is are not my number one choice this week. Now, let's talk about some of the positions. At the running back position, this one's going to be really quick. I really have two players that are worth rostering. At this point, you don't need handcuffs because there's been no major injuries. we got one week left. There's no point. There's really no opportunities for these players to emerge because there was no major injuries last week, right? So there's no backups that are going to be rostering. But I still have Deion Jackson and Zach Moss as the top waiver wire pickups at the running back position. Now, Jonathan Taylor, of course, is going to be out for the rest of the season. We still have the game tonight where we don't really definitively know if Deion Jackson or Zach Moss is going to be those top choices. But we do know that next week, again, they're playing against the Giants. So if one of these players does emerge, my money is going to be on Desha- or on Deion Jackson. Neon Dion baby, is going to emerge. But we do know that last week, Zach Moss had the plurality of the touches. So I worry a little bit. It's going to be game script dependent. It's obviously going to be Zach Moss in early death situations, obvious running situations, and then Deion Jackson in obvious passing situations. Jeff Saturday, interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, said that he's going to play a hot hand approach. So I would expect Deion Jackson is going to catch that hot hand, but we'll see. Those are the only two players right now that I would consist Consider picking up on the waiver wire at a running back position to really move some needles. Now, listen, if your league actually has Cam Akers available, Cam Akers was the number one running back, period. Again, I guess we still have one game to play tonight. Austin Eckler could still get that crown. But going into tonight, Cam Akers was the number one player. He had three touchdowns. So he's coming on hot. He's rostered in pretty much every league. So he's likely not available in your league. But, hey, listen, if he is, he's definitely worth a player streaming. Now let's go to the wide receiver position because the number one player that I want to talk to you about is Romeo Dubs of the Green Bay Packers. Now Alan Lazard, of course, would be the biggest beneficiary if Christian Watson does miss time because Alan Lazard is the number one wide receiver. But he's rostered in over 85% of leagues. So Romeo Dubs is rostered in only 52% of leagues. So it's 48% of leagues he's available. Now the one thing I always say is that 50% is kind of that Mendoza line, but Romeo Dubs was close enough to that line that I wanted to include him in this analysis. And here's the thing. If you want to close your eyes and figure out what's the dream matchup for the wide receiver position going into week 17 of your fantasy football championships, that's going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, Romeo Dubs is going to go up against the Minnesota Vikings. From a fat perspective, you can't take it with you. This is the week you use it all. 
Romeo Dubs is available on your waiver wire. You put 100% of your waiver wire budget on Romeo Dubs with the possibility that Christian Watson's going to miss time. We saw that through the first eight games of the season where Romeo Dubs was healthy, he had instant rapport with Aaron Rodgers. He was averaging over six targets per game, and he was producing as a wide receiver, you know, albeit a low-end wide receiver, but a wide receiver three, somebody that you would consider flexing. Remember, he was like the hot pickup. Now, listen, from, from an actual pure style, talent perspective, I actually don't love Romeo Dubs, um, but Aaron Rodgers has spoken out as him being a very, very crisp route runner, and we know that uh, Aaron Rodgers threw some shade at Christian Watson just last week, basically saying, if you want to catch touchdowns, you got to make sure you run the right route. And guess what Romeo Dubs does very, very well? He runs the right route. Romeo Dubs, 100% of your fab. Officially, I have 10% on the sheet. But 100% of your fab, go for the gold with Romeo Dubs. Next player I want to talk to, to you about, again, it's a short list, but Greg Dorr to the Arizona Cardinals. He just had a career week. Deshaun, or DeAndre Hopkins let down, and so did Marquise Brown. But Greg Dorr last week caught 10 of 11 targets for 98 yards, and he also rushed three times for 25 yards. Greg Dorch, Dorch to Torch. We saw early in the season when Rondell Moore was was missing time that he was a viable streamer, flex type position. This week, eh, of course, it's going to be a little bit risky, but he's going up against the Falcons, and that's a pretty favorable matchup. He's the third wide receiver on that team with possibly a backup to a backup at starting quarterback position, so it's a little bit risky. But if you are desperate, if you're just decimated with injuries, and I have some teams, especially in Dynasty, that there was an issue, if you have Greg Dortch, I would be okay starting him as like that fle- second flex type spot in a desperate situation. And finally, we knew last week that somebody on the Giants was going to explode. I thought it was going to be Darius Slayton. It ended up being Isaiah Hodgins, New York Giants. He's only rostered in 7% of the leagues, maybe a buck or two. He went, he caught eight of his 11 targets, which is fantastic. Uh, eight and nine yards in her loss to the Vikings on Saturday. Um, Again, a little bit of, bit of a risky proposition, but just based on the fact that Giants face Indy this week, again, potentially a favorable matchup. Now, let's talk about the quarterback position from a streamer's perspective. Brock Purdy, man, he continues to be consistently vi- fantasy viable. He's still only rostered in 11% of leagues, but he can one, he can show that he can t- keep himself fantasy relevant, scoring between 18 to 20 points in the last three weeks. But in addition to that, he's keeping his fantasy Skill position players, George Kittle in particular, fantasy relevant. So we want to see that continue. Um, this week they play the Raiders, who've allowed the seventh most fantasy points against two opposing quarterbacks this season, which is pretty darn good. They're averaging 255 yards and about one and a half passing touchdowns through the air. Now, if Purdy can get two passing touchdowns, get to 255 yards, maybe get 15 to 20 yards on the ground. He's sitting pretty close to 18 to 20 points. If he gets a third touchdown, he's probably closer to 23, 24 points. Definitely a viable streaming option this week if you're desperate at the quarterback position. And then guess what? If you have players that are right around that end of the QB1 or high-end QB2, that's where Brock Purdy is for a conversation for this week only. Now, I've kept Gardner Minshew on the list here. He's only rostered nine percent of leagues. We saw this week that he put up 24 points. He was not, if you lost your matchup because you lost Jalen Hurts. But you were able to get Gardner Minshew. Minshew was not the reason you lost this week. Now, listen, Minshew doesn't have the same 40-point upside that Jalen Hurts does every single week, but he's a very viable backup quarterback. And in Week 17, they play the Saints. So if Hurts can't make it, and now 
They're saying that he's going to really push to try to play. But if Hurts can't, Gardner Minshew is a perfectly acceptable streaming option. Let's move on to the tight end position. And let's get the hell out of here. We're going to be we're hot. We're quick. We're giving you just the hits today. Let's talk about Juwan Johnson. Yes, I talk about this guy every single week. And every single week I say he's a boom or bust player. Guess what? Last week, it was his time for bust. Yes, I know. It's painful. It's frustrating. But again, we know New Orleans is going up against Philadelphia, which is not an easy matchup for tight ends. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't have an elite, call it Travis Kelsey, George Kittle at this stage of the season as a viable option at tight end, you might be desperate. And Juwan Johnson is as good as any, as good a likelihood as any at getting into the end zone. I like him this week. Now, a player that everything tends, everything tends to come full circle, but Tyler Conklin of the New York Jets. Yes, sweet, beautiful baby boy, Mike White. It sounds like he may be able to play. He was getting testing again on his ribs because he had broken ribs. He's getting tested again on Monday the 26th to see if he's going to be a viable option for next week. Now, if, if Mike White plays, I definitely like Tyler Conklin's chances even better, but even if he doesn't and he's stuck with Zach Wilson or whoever the hell the, the backup's going to be this week, I would still consider it. I would still consider it. The thing here is that they're playing the Seattle Seahawks, the number one matchup available for the tight end position. So I love Tyler Conklin this week as a streamer play. And of course, Chiki Quanquo, Tennessee. Listen, he busted this week. Malik Willis. Yeah. The risk has been he can't really keep any of these pass catchers fantasy relevant, and, and that's just that's been the case. So Chigi Quanquo, he was a sexy name the last couple of weeks. He's a risky play. I have him on the list just because most of the other tight ends are rostered, but Chigi Quanquo, risky, risky proposition for Tennessee this week. And so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the waiver wire show. We're gonna be here next Saturday to talk about our favorite flex plays on the week. And very similar to what we did last week, we're gonna go through each game and analyze it from a season-long perspective to say, these are the players that we're comfortable starting this week, and these are the players that we're not comfortable starting this particular week. So make sure you join us, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, every Saturday morning. We've got the final show of the season talking about the regular season. Make sure you're there. So with that, I will bid you good luck in Week 17, and please let's take home some championships for DFS Army. Good luck, everybody. Sheesh. Yeah. Big time. No one that. Diamonds in my teeth.